Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Off the Beaten Track, a podcast that highlights local racetracks, drivers, owners, and more. To join the show live, call 646-668-8461. That's 646-668-8461. And now, here's your host, they call him the NASCAR guy, Nate Webster. Good evening and welcome to this episode of Off the Beaten Track. My guest tonight is co-promoter of Evergreen Waceway in uh, St. John's, Pennsylvania. His name is Gene Ostrowski. Gene, welcome to Off the Beaten Track. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, Gene, you just finished opening day on the 21st. Talk about the winners of all the different types of races and heats and tours there at Evergreen. Uh, it, was a, it was a good day at the track. Um, like... Every, almost any day at the track, you know, there were a few issues, uh, nothing super serious. Um, uh, Matt Hirschman, everybody knows who he is. Uh, he picked up two grand and won our 50 lap modified race. So uh, he pretty much picked up where he left off. He dominated our modified races last year. Uh, Randy Schlankner, um, he's from, uh, down in Wal, Wal, yeah, Walnutport, which is, uh, about an hour from the track. Um, he won the street stock feature, and again, he uh, he won a lot of races last year as well, and he's a 2014 champion. So he went to victory lane, and uh, he had to work for it, though. You know, he uh, he had some pretty stout competition. And then uh, uh, Harry O'Neill, who uh, he's from nearby Mountaintop, close to the track, but um, he he actually had a get by Spencer, uh, who's uh, you know relation to Jimmy Spencer. Everybody knows who he is, but uh, Braden's only 13, yeah. and and he's a heck of a wheel man, and uh, and uh, so is Harry, you know, and so Harry went to victory lane in the four cylinders. So that was that was a real good race. It was probably that was probably the best race of the uh, in the afternoon, actually. So it, it was a good day, you know. Like I said, we had a couple issues here and there, but um, you like anything, live and learn. As long as you uh, you know you notice your mistakes, then you can correct them and and move forward. Right. How many different types of racing can a person check out at Evergreen? Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of divisions. Um, we have, you know, like we talked about the modifieds, we have the late models. Um, now, of course, they don't all run together weekly, but uh, street stocks, four-cylinders. Then we have a, a strictly stock class, which is basically, um, it's new for us, but uh, six- and eight-cylinder, uh, more or less enduro type of cars that, um, you know, where we have yellow flags and things like that, like a regular race. Uh, we have junior force owners for kids between 12 and 15 that are basically newcomers. And uh, also, of course, our Enduros, uh, when we have Enduro weekends, force owners uh, and six and eight owners. And then uh, we have some uh, races scheduled for the IMAX Legends and Bandoleros also. So there's a... If you like to watch people go in circles, you know, that's the place to go. There's always something going on. And then aside from that, we have uh, drifting events and, um, you know, some car shows here and there, flea market type things. So there's a lot going on. Uh, Can you tell me about the Fan Appreciation Day coming up this Sunday? 
Uh, this week, it, you know, it's kind of strange, but we called it uh, Fan Appreciation Day uh, just because it's the first regular race of the season where a grandstand admission is only $8. Uh, it's only $8 for adults. Kids 12 and under are free. And um, uh, we actually have, later in the year, we'll be having autograph and camera nights um, during a couple of our Friday night shows. So, you know, during those nights, um, at intermission, all the drivers, all the divisions that night take their cars out on the front stretch and park them. And then we let the fans come out and, uh, you know, they get autographs and, um you know, usually the drivers have candy or something like that for the kids and adults <laughs> that uh, right. that they give out. So it's always a good time. And, you know, usually we try to make it pretty quick, you know, 45 minutes right. or so. And uh, tell me about the June Loppy Enduro. Uh, that's uh, coming up in, well, a week from the Sunday, actually. And it's, uh, uh, of course, it came from the name Jalopy which is uh, what everybody used to race back in the day. But, um, you know, being any, for anybody that's not familiar with indoor racing, it's just basically an off-the-street car, um, you know, with uh, uh, some safety items, um, you know, such as a four- or five-point harness and, uh, you know, some uh, roll bars here and there. Um, but basically off-the-street kind of car that's gutted, and uh, drivers go out and they just have a lot of fun and compete for 100 laps. And we have that for the four owners and also for the six and eight owners. So it's uh, it's always a good time. You know, I, I noticed that um, over the years we uh, the indoor races they seem to get a little bit different crowd than the regular races do. I mean, of course, there's, right. there's some fans that watch both, but uh, the indoor racers or the indoor races that's usually the people that they they want to see people crashing and uh, you know they want to see a little mayhem out there on the track, whereas you know, the weekly stuff, people don't necessarily want to see that. They don't want to see, uh, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 cars get tore up. So, right. Oh, they're always exciting, that's for sure. Um, describe for those listeners who have never attended a short track before what the difference is between street stocks and strictly stocks. Uh, well, basically the rules, uh, but a little bit more than that. Strictly stock is more like an enduro car, just basically an off-the-street gutted car, you know, with safety items like a roll cage and, and things like that. Um, they run on the strictly stocks that run on uh, DOT tires, you know, regular street tires. And, you know, there's not supposed to be, but um, there's uh, no modifications to the, you know, to the engine or drivetrain. And it has to remain stock for the, the year, make and model of the car. The um, street right. stocks are a little bit different. Um, they have, you know, uh, they'll have or they can't have, you know, uh, racing parts on them. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's all broken down in the rules. But, um, you know, basically uh, racing springs they have, they run on Hoosier tires. So there's a track tire that they run on. So it's quite a bit different. I mean, you can have you know, um, anywhere from, let's say, a strictly stock car, maybe, let's say, $1,000 into it. And, you know, there's street stocks where it wouldn't surprise me if um, people have, you know, 10 plus thousand in a street stock. So, um, you know, depending, as they say, money by speed. So, you know, what um, a lot of guys, whatever uh, they could get away with that fits in the rules of street stocks, they'll make those modifications and, you know, spend the money just to just to go out and win. Right, obviously. Um, 
What are some of the big names that have raced at Evergreen that an average fan may not have heard of? Some of the big names that they wouldn't have heard of? Uh, well, um, yeah, they may have heard of. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, Jimmy Spencer, of course, he ran there uh, uh, back in the 70s, uh, well, late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, his his father, Ed, which uh, to me, Ed's a famous guy, or was a famous guy. He passed away a couple of years ago, but um, uh, he ran modified there. And <clears throat> Tony Hirschman, who's uh, Matt's father, he's a multi-time NASCAR modified champion. He ran there. Um, actually has some uh, championships there. And, I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys. I mean, uh, George Kent ran a race or two there. Uh, Brett Bodine. I uh, have pictures of Steve Park running there. Uh, Ray Overham ran there. Um, I mean, there's, like I said, there's just a lot, you know. And um, yeah, Brett Bodine Mark, is actually Mark. a patient driver. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in, uh, and, yeah, and uh, he handles uh, NASCAR NASCAR. licenses as well. Yep. Yeah, and, and uh, Ray Everham Ray is actually now in the Hall of Fame for the 2018 class. I didn't even realize that he was uh, one of the inductees. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know? he, he, yeah, you know, he just got named, yeah. Yeah, a lot of those guys like Ray and um, in, in Truex is they... Uh, now, Martin, as far as I know, I don't ever remember him running that art track, but... But his uh, his brother Ryan, who um, you know is in the I think he's in the truck series now, but uh, he uh, he's run there in the past in the Legends car and won a few times. Um, and also their uh, uh, their cousin who runs a Legend car now, Tyler. So uh, he actually has won there in the past in a Bandolero when he was just a little kid. So it's pretty cool, you know. Just um, uh, you watch some of these guys like them, um, you know, kind of come up through and hit a bunch of different tracks. And then, you know, some Friday night you're watching them on TV. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what safety measures are in place to protect your fans and the drivers that race at Evergreen? Uh, there's a, there's a catch fence all the way around the speedway. Um, even in areas where there, there aren't stands. Um, and then, Behind the catch fence, uh, it's uh, reinforced with uh, steel cable that goes around the perimeter of the racetrack. Um, and then, of course, we have, you know, just the regular Armco barriers inside the racetrack. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, anything can happen. So every now and then you, you get a car up in the fence. But, you know, luckily um, uh, luckily we haven't seen anything exit the speedway for uh, for quite some time since the early 90s. Yeah, somewhere that um, the track has big wheel races. Uh, yeah, we do, we do. And before that, I, I failed to mention we also have a, a class called the Outlaw Stocks, which uh, okay. they run on dates with our they run on dates with our Enduros, uh, but it's run like a regular race, not like an Enduro race. But um, yeah, we have uh, we also have big wheel races scheduled for the kids, so uh, uh, they can bring their big wheels out to the track and then intermission they. They race from the middle of uh, turns three and four uh, all the way down to front stretch down to the uh, start finish line. And okay. uh, we have two different two different age groups. And uh, the way that works is uh, every big wheel race is sponsored by a race team. You know, so they'll um, 
they'll purchase the, the ribbons or trophies or whatever they want to give the kids and then, uh, you know, candy and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. You know, they've been doing that oh, since, you know, since I was a little kid a long, long time ago. Wow. And what age range do you participate in that event? What's that? What are I'm age ranges? Uh, yeah, what ages can participate in that event? Uh, I think it starts off at three. It might be two. It's either two or three up through, I want to say up through 12, 11 or 12. So, um, you know, usually we get a pretty decent group of kids out there. It's a lot of fun. And every now and then we get a little crazy and have a, have a big wheel race with some drivers just, you know, just to laugh at one another. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Um, who is the mouth and what does he do on Mondays? Uh, he's, that's, uh, Ted Grow. He's, uh, the announcer, Ted and I announced together over there. And, uh, he does a lot of, uh, he does a lot of online, um, promoting. He helps, you know, helps us get the word out there online, different race forums and on Facebook and Twitter and social media. But what he does on, uh, Monday nights is, uh, he goes live. And of course the mouth is his nickname, Ted's a loud guy. And uh, so he goes on uh, live from the Evergreen Facebook page and, and you know, talks about, uh, you know, the, the past weekend show and uh, the upcoming shows and things like that. People ask him questions. If he has an answer, he'll answer it. If he doesn't have an answer, I'll direct him to the right person. So it's pretty cool. It's uh, He's did it for, I think, the last two weeks now. I, I got to catch it yesterday, but I, I missed the first week. Yeah. Um, do you have any themed events at the track that revolve around holidays like Christmas? Uh, last year, we actually had Christmas in July, except to God, uh, we got a lot of rain uh, that month, and it ended up getting postponed. Um, I joke around. I, I call uh, the promoter, Jason Makarevich, um, I, I call him uh, the Grinch because he he uh, took away Christmas because we didn't have Christmas in July and ended up happening in August. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, okay. yeah, we had a Christmas in July in August, and um, we have uh, uh, the Enduro race we have in October is always right around Halloween, so uh, we always have a Halloween themed Enduro race, uh, and then we have um, also an Enduro race right after the New Year, which uh, you know maybe there's not so much of a thing, but it's just pretty cool because it's like you know literally the first race of the season. Right. Uh, I would say probably anywhere in Pennsylvania, at least out, outdoors. Mm-hmm. Can you describe your track using only adjectives? Oh, jeez. That's a question um, they throw out that always com- comes to everyone. It's a good one. It's uh, competitive, uh, unique, <laughs> um, and tricky. You know, it's it's it could be a tough place to get around, especially if you're new. Mm-hmm. Are three are three adjectives good? <laughs> yep, it's fun. That's that's a good one. Yeah, definitely a good one. Uh, where can fans go to learn more about Evergreen Raceway as far as the stuff you have coming up? Um, I know we talked about. Fan Appreciation Day on May 28th, which is $8 for the grandstands. Uh, June Wappy Enduro, which is June 4th, $5 admission. Um, what other what other places can they visit to um, 
to learn more about Evergreen Raceway? Uh, they can go to our website, which is evergreenracewaypark.com. And uh, we're also on Facebook. It's um, uh, Evergreen Raceway, of course. There's an old Evergreen Raceway Park uh, page as well, but it's the Evergreen Raceway one. So it's uh, Evergreen Raceway 2 if you put it up in the uh, up in the address bar. Okay, yeah. In Facebook. And also, uh, uh, like I said, Ted, we're, we're on Twitter. And, uh, oh, let's see, Instagram as well. Okay. Um, well, Steve um, Ostrowski, I'd like to thank you for being on Off the Beaten Track. Um We'll catch you guys on, you know, Fan fan Appreciation Day on May 28th and uh, look forward to your other events coming up in the future. And um, if anyone wants to find out more about Evergreen Raceway again, it's uh, evergreenraceway.park.com is the website. And uh, this episode will be broadcasting on um, iTunes as well if you want to catch the rest of this episode or any other episodes for Off the Beaten Track. Steve, I want to thank you for having uh, um, being a guest on the show tonight, and uh, have a good night. Well, thanks. You too, Nate. Really appreciate it. This has been Off the Beaten Track, a podcast on Blog Talk Radio. To have your track, team, or racing event on our show, just email otbtpodcast at gmail.com. That's otbtpodcast at gmail.com. Or check us out on Facebook at Off the Beaten Track. Thanks for listening.